1: Welcome to the Rotary Prospect Podcast. I'm your host, James Anderson. Uh, not going to be talking many prospects at all today, but we will be recapping uh, how our 2022 Fantasy Leagues went. And my guest is the great Ian Kahn of The Athletic. Uh, Ian, how are you doing?
2: I'm good, man. It's, you know, I'm pretty sure we started the season together. Yes. Uh, you and I in this very same spot at the beginning of, I think it was the first podcast of the season, which I was very grateful to be on and to be with you on this last one is just a real great honor. You know, you and I have, you and I were partners, man. And I miss being partners with you in leagues uh, when uh, the RDI folded. Uh, But you know, you're still one of my best friends in this, in this game for sure. And somebody who I look to first. Yeah. I look to you first when it comes to all prospects I always, anytime I see a guy that I'm like, whoa, 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 I like this guy. I go right to your list and I just sort of say, what does my man think of this guy? And then I go, oh, okay, okay all right, I'm on look at that. So it's just really great to be with you. And I, I thank you a lot.
1: Well, yeah, that means a lot to me. And uh, I mean, you are coming off of your best fantasy baseball season ever. I think, uh, would you, would you agree with that?
2: Uh, you know what? I think. I I think so. Yeah, I think this is. Yeah, I think this is the best one I've had. So yeah,
1: yeah. And that's. I, uh, I mean, that's saying a lot because you've had you've had some good ones. And uh, I mean, just a year ago, you set the record for points in AL labor, and uh, we'll talk about that league in a bit. But um, I mean, for you to follow that up with an even more impressive year, and I know that you kind of got more and more into the NFBC side of things and had a great success there with Robert Mershack in the main event. Mm. Um, just a, just a hell of a year, man. Uh, so congrats on that. Uh, let's maybe, let's start with the main event. We'll get to, we'll get to Tout Wars, we'll get to Devil's Rejects, we'll get to Labor. Uh, we'll talk about how I did, uh, but just, uh, you know, what was the experience like this year? Uh, in the main event. Um,
2: You know, I I really didn't want to do the main event. And the reason I didn't want to do the main event was I didn't want the game to change for me. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want it to be, I didn't want to put too much money down because I felt like I enjoy the game so much. It's not how I make a living, but it's it's something that I just enjoy. And I, I didn't want to do it for the money and so, you know, and people would give a hard time like, oh, you know, you know, industry guys can't play in the main event, right? They, they don't play in the main event. And I was always like, yeah, you know, I don't. And then Mershak, Robert Mershak, who is my partner now in a number of leagues uh, and who's a wonderful man and just a great guy and a good friend. And he just said, we got to do the main event this year. And I was like, I don't want to do it. And he's like, we got to do it because you got to we got to show, you know, you got to play in the biggest in the biggest, uh, I guess is, is it the biggest game? I mean, I don't know. I, I, to me, labor AL tout NL GDD devils. I mean, they're all big, they're all great. But so I said, well, I just don't want to invest the money. And it's not necessarily that I couldn't afford it. It was more, I didn't want to afford it. I didn't want to put in 900, $850 or whatever it is. Um, because if it went bad, I was going to be like, ah, oh, this sucks. So he's like, look, just just give me whatever you want towards it. I'll pay the rest. And then you take that percentage as your winnings if we win. And I was like, all right, if we do it like that, you know, I'll throw in 400 bucks and it's like doing a 400, you know, draft champions, same thing. And then, uh, so we did it. And so I said, okay, I'll do it. And also I was like, all right, <laughs> can you really play against the best players? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so we get our league assignment and it's Tyler Young and Phil Dousseau and it was just a packed league and rob was like oh no we got phil do i was like good we got phil Duceau. that's what we want that's what you want you want to play against phil's probably I, you have to say phil's the best the best player just it, what he's pulled off all these years so we just worked our tail off and we had the 15th pick and we had done one we had done a 400 or 150 with the 15th pick so we had had a little practice at it and then we really like we we busted our butts in preparation for the draft. And we did we we did really well and we got really lucky. So we we took we we stayed away from pitching until the fifth, sixth round, which was the plan. I wasn't interested in any pitcher at 15. Uh, so we took betts and devers, 15-16. And then when it came back around, we we're like, maybe Cedric Mullins will fall to us, or maybe Aaron Judge will fall to us. And they both fell to us. So we started our top four with betts, devers. Mullins judge and then in five six we took Logan Webb and then you Darvish and it was a question of whether we were going to take Darvish or Manoa and we ended up going with Darvish and and I was kind of down about that I was like I really like Manoa this year but Rob was like no Darvish and so we did and we took Darvish and, and so that was the base of the team and then we got a bunch of really good players later in the draft at really good spots like Rizzo I think in the 16th and Jeremy Pena in the 21st and we built a really, really good team together. Um, and then about, I guess it was about a month in, we had climbed to the top of our league and we were really cruising. And Rob was like, hey, you want to, I'm going to split it with you anyway. Like, I'm going to split whatever we win with you 50-50. I was like, no, 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 that's not the thing. No, you, I I get 24% or whatever the number is. He goes, no, you get 50%. So I was like, all right, well, then I'm paying you the rest of the money now. And he goes, you don't have to do that. I'm just going to give you, I said, no, I'm going to pay you the rest of the money. So gave him the rest of the money and then we played it out and we did well we did well and we had some really good pickups along the way i was talking to you know last night to call him to congratulate him on AO labor which was a phenomenal performance which i think we're gonna talk about later on the show and um we were talking about like things to learn for next year with <laughs> with nfbc one of the great things also was i got to know phil duceau over the course of the year so I reached out to him right after our draft. And I was like, yo, I'm Ian Conn. We had followed each other and congratulated each other last year. And and I like, you know, James, I like to get on the phone with people. I like to learn from people. I like to, I, I highly recommend that. Like go talk to the best players in the game and, if you can and try to learn from them. Um, and so over the course of the season, Phil and I developed a, a good friendship, which at a certain point he was like, you're going to win this league. Like you've got this, you guys have this league salted. I hope you go for the overall. And so we did. And we started going for the overall in June. Like we were focusing all of our attention on the overall, which was, I think, a little stupid, actually. Like we just got really lucky with uh, largely with injuries. Like it really. And then at the, the last week we were up to fourth place in the overall, I think. I think we got to fourth on Saturday. And then we had to make a decision about, which way do we go for it and do so said to me, he said, look, if you're in that, I spoke to him about a week and a half ago, he said, if you're in fourth, fifth place, the downside of taking risks, because I don't play, I don't play with a lot of risk with starting pitchers. Like I don't, I don't want it. I don't want any, I'm not streaming anybody, period. I'm not a streamer. I don't believe in it. I don't want two start pitchers. Never. I just don't want it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. And he said in this last weekend, when you get to the end, The downside of going from fifth to ninth is the difference between like 20,000 to like 10,000 or something like that. It was like 15,000 to like 9,000. Or if you got up to third, you go from 15,000 to 30,000. So he's like, it just makes sense to take the risk. So we did. And we put in, I don't even remember the guy's name. And I probably should remember for the rest of my life. But Davis Martin, is that who it is for Chicago? Yep. So Davis Martin, we had him going last night. We had him going yesterday. (laughs) <laughs> nine runs and one and two thirds and dropped us down to ninth place, uh, overall. But, uh, but that was okay. Cause it was the, the thinking on it was, was sound. So we ended the season, we played against the best players in the NFBC, and we really had a, we had a good, we had a good, we had a good year. We got very, very fortunate is all I'll say. I mean, we, 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 we never took a week off and playing with a partner is really valuable. I, I highly recommend it. Rob DiPietro is always like, how do you do that? How do you play with partners? Like, I don't know how you could do that. It drives me crazy. I can't, you know, but if you can figure out a way to partner well, and James, you and I used to partner great, just makes you better. And having, working with Rob every week, boom, boom, boom. It just made all the difference. And we had a good season. We didn't win. We didn't win the whole thing, but we, we showed, we showed pretty well.
1: I mean, I think, Just winning a main event league in itself, regardless of where you finish in the overall, is a hell of an accomplishment. And to finish ninth in the overall and win a league, uh, I mean, that's a feat that most people aren't going to top in an entire lifetime of playing fantasy baseball. So, a hell of a first time showing for you guys. Um, Not surprised. I'm not surprised. I mean, especially... Uh I mean you were just you were high on the right guys this year. Um and I I'm jealous of your strategy uh in hindsight I wish that I hadn't taken any starting pitchers in the first four rounds or so of any of my NFBC drafts because I I had enough pitching to win any league this year in pretty much all my NFBC leagues and I just didn't have enough hitting uh, in, in a few spots. Um, so I am I'm jealous of that strategy. I think that that's in hindsight, a, a a great strategy, um, for this past season. And it's something I might think about heading into next year.
2: I'll tell you, man, it's, uh,
1: yeah, it's, it, it,
2: I, I just didn't like any, anybody in that first 30, first 45 players. And I liked the five, six turn, so much for the pitchers right and if you know that it's like do I want to invest in a court like Walker Bueller was there at 15 and I was like I think he was there at 15 or we were in you know we had so many discussions what if it goes this way what if it goes this way what if this guy falls I was just like I'm not taking we're not taking Walker Bueller we can't do it I don't trust him I don't want him I don't I don't want to invest a pit in a pitcher like that and then it's like yeah but then you get somebody likes you know I'm looking at next year we're looking at next year now like you literally yesterday as soon as the season was over Rob and I hopped on, and you know we kind of licked our wounds from, we licked our wounds from the drop on the final day, and then we sort of went, all right. So what about next year? What are we looking at? And I'm looking at like Sandy Alcantara at 16, who you were on before. I mean, I owe you for Alcantara, man, because it was I think three years ago you were like Ian Alcantara, dude. I was like, really? And you're like, I'm telling you. And now look at him, and I've got him, and I have him in a couple of dynasty leagues because of that. But do I want to invest? That at the 16, 15, 16, do I want that over Vlad Guerrero or over Mookie Betts will not be able to get him at 15 again, but, but you can get Devers at 15, 16. So we're talking, we're, we're starting to talk about that. I, I just, I feel like we can find the pitching. I think that if you, you know, one of the big successes of the season in both this and NL Tout Wars was picking up Spencer Strider in April. I think we, you and I talked about him and I told you, I was like, there's this guy, um, who. And it was just from reading the box scores. And I was looking for somebody who had AL, somebody like in in AL Tout. I had Garrett Whitlock going. He was going three innings, five strikeouts. I was like, it's got to be a guy doing that in the NL. And so I went and I watched film. That's what I do. I go watch film. And first I read the box scores. And I said, who's Spencer Strider? Three innings, five strikeouts. No hits, no walks. What? So I went back and I literally watched the five strikeouts because they have, you know, on the MLB app you can go press the button and then you see the five strikes and I was like whoa that's electric what the hell's going on and then I went, literally went back to the game and watched every inning and watched how he was thinking and watched how he was holding himself and you know how he was which is so much of how I play the game is I'm watching the psychology of the players to decide how I feel about them and I was like oh my god I just saw the best pitcher that I've seen like he's the best pitcher and so just grab them and that's how that's how we we supplemented it and then hunter green we picked up hunter green in june um, when he came back off of injury no 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 But like when he first came up we invested in those guys so instead of investing in two-star pitchers ever and saying hey I want to get the two starts this week i was just we were just looking for the best pitcher best pitcher every week because then they hit and you hold and then they just roll so we were low in strikeouts our hitting went nuts at the beginning of the season our hitting was crazy because Devers was ridiculously hot judge went you know judge we had judge too I mean you know we did have Aaron judge on that team but um but at the same time it was it was the pickups it's all about the pickups you know do so his genius season in 2021 if you look at his draft it was good okay it was his pickups it's the pickups. It's what happens on Sunday. So what happens on Saturday and Sunday? It's it's the choice. As an actor, you know, I used to be an actor full-time and now I'm on sabbatical from acting, which is great. But as an actor, like the talent is in the choice that you make as an actor. Like what do you want to do with that sentence? What do you want to do with this with this line? As a fantasy baseball player, the talent is in the choice in what you put down for the number in your fab and who you pick. That's where the talent comes in. It's about the choices you make. That's
1: it. Yeah, and, and I – when I said, you know, I don't think uh, – like Todd Whitestone, my my partner for uh, the NFBC, uh, he – you know, we were going through our, our pitcher hits, and the only pitcher that we took in any of our three leagues that we really regretted – or starting pitcher that we took in any of our three leagues that we really regretted – was the highest pitcher we took in any of our three leagues, and that was Lucas Giolito, uh, mm-hmm. in like one league. And um, but the rest of our hit or the rest of our pitchers were were hits.
2: Uh, who were the rest of the pitchers that you guys were in on? And Todd, great guy, loved his weekly articles. But who who were the guys that you were targeting at the beginning of the season?
1: Um, I mean, we had Manoa uh, mm. pretty much everywhere. We had Nestor mm. Cortez pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just, uh,
2: yeah, you had Nestor and and AL Labor too. Yeah, that's I my mean, the, That's my guy, dude. That's my Yankee dude. Yeah, I, I mean, love we, we, Cortez.
1: We picked up, uh, we picked up Strider in one of those leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the main, what I was kind of gonna say is it's not that everyone should just be like, oh, I'm gonna take middle round pitching. You have to take what you're, you know, you have to play to your strengths, right? And I think, uh, my biggest strength is just getting good starting pitching after the first few rounds. Mm -hmm. And so I have to factor that in. If your strength is really, you know, hammering mid round hitters, Mm -hmm. then it might make sense to go for a Sandy Alcantara or something like that. But I mean, I think you you have to play to your strengths and I got sort of 85% of the way there this year. I, I got all my, my saves and the draft that worked out great. I uh I was listening to a one of one of your more recent pods and you guys were talking about <clears throat> whether or not to pay up for the best catchers. Uh no. that paying up for catchers really paid off for me this year. But Did that's you, real a Mudo. Did you pay up? Yeah, a lot of real mudo, a lot of Smith, a lot of Varsho. Um mm, no, Varsho.
2: I was dead wrong on Varsho, man. I was so wrong
1: on Varsho. On on my two, I I won uh, I won two of my uh, fourteen NFBC leagues this year, and on both of the winners, I had a real mudo var show double up. I want to say. Or I either. remember
2: at the beginning of this year, dude, you and I were talking uh, on the show, I think, and you were saying, "I'm all in on var show," and I was like, "No, no, don't do that. Why are you doing that?" <laughs> and that's why you did that that was a really really great play you have to that's a that's a tip of the hat to you man and real mudo both I, that was an interesting conversation about uh on uh, the show that I do with derek van Riper who uh, also won tout wars this year um and uh and maki which was uh kind of fun you are you know the old league um he and I got into a really good – with with Nando DeFino, Derek, and myself called Under the Radar on the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Uh, usually comes out Wednesday. We were going to do it today, but Nando can't do it, so we're doing it early next week. It'll be our sort of end of the season show. Um, but we were talking about catchers and relief pitchers and whether – like where do you choose to – where do you choose to deeply invest? It's interesting. You know, it's, it is it is endlessly interesting, fantasy baseball. And who knows? Look, I was really sure that I didn't want to pay for starting pitching this year. I didn't like anybody at their price. I didn't want Corbin Burns at five. I definitely didn't want Garrett Cole at three or six, you know, but I don't know how it's going to look next year yet because um, Dylan Cease is remarkably good. Shane McClanahan, remarkably good. Two players that you know, Saris carried you know carried him to his championship um so it it really depends on the price as as ariel cohen would say it's it's you know it's where are they landing because if everybody takes this tack now right and says all right but let's go back to the old school ways of fantasy baseball and we're just going to do hitter 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 and then all of a sudden you get to pick 31 and dylan Cease is sitting there i may not want to do a pitcher at 31 but the value of cease at 31 Versus Cedric Mullins, who might be a thirty-one, and might be the next best hitter. I'm taking Dylan Cease in that spot. You know, I mean, that's just an example. But it's it, it, the values are constantly changing on these players, so it just it worked out to plan in for us in the main event. Like literally every two picks, we got just about everybody we wanted. We wanted Carlos Rodon at the five-six. Um, but he went a little bit earlier, but like later we had a plan. We were going to take labor Torres and Chris Taylor at 11, 12 to get the dual eligibility from both spots. I think it was 11, 12 or something like that. And we got them there. Uh, you know, like we, we mapped it out because it's $1,700, man. So that's a lot of dinners. It's, that's, it's not, that's, and that's why I didn't want to do it. Cause I was like, if I lose, it's going to suck. Like you can win every other league. With all the other winnings this year, it's not going to come up to $1,700, you know, because the, the, the money, the, but this is a lot of money, but, you know, it ended up working out. We ended up getting lucky this year.
1: Yeah. The, I had my highest finish in a main event, finishing second. Um, but I, the one I, I really wanted to win that league, um, badly just to get my first main win, uh, Mark Cerebro, uh, uh Gecko Industries took that down. Uh, Todd and I had been kind of, battling with him for first, uh, for like the last three, four months. And we just didn't have enough hitting in the end. And, um, you know, that was, that was tough. That's a uh, something I'm desperate to do is, is win a main event league and you guys were able to do it in in your first year doing it. So that's, that's really cool.
2: But you um, know what, can I say something about, first of all, you're going to win 62 over the course of the next, <laughs> you're a young guy, man. You're going to, you're going to win many, many mains. Because you're one of the period, one of the best players that I I know and that I've ever seen. Um, And you have the upside and the advantage of being the prospect guy who knows every one of these players. And I've lessened my dynasty, like focus this year happily, Um, but it's a huge advantage. It's a huge advantage that you have more than anybody to know. Like, no, no, I'm going to have all of these pitchers that nobody else really knows about. I'm going to be able to pick them up. But here's what I wanted to say. I found in the main first time, so it may be different, but from what I found, it's a lot easier to find pitching on the wire than it is was to find every day at bats. Guys who have everyday regular jobs, those are harder to find than guys who might pop up and all of a sudden... Like Reed Detmers, we, we picked up Reed Detmers for that wonderful little section in August mm-hmm. where he just went, you know, batty. And Jose Suarez for that really great section in September that he went, you know, he went crazy. Those guys are available. And if you're watching, I watch film, you know, Rob puts up a player and I say, let me watch him. And I watch him and I say, ooh, that's that's the guy. Look at him. He's really good. So I from from my perspective, you can make up pitching points a lot easier than hitting points trying to catch up in home runs and RBI and stolen bases and average and runs is really hard. It's just really hard to do. Really hard to move that needle.
1: And that's, uh, that was my weakest. uh, Yeah. Like I said, I mean, the pitching was there in pretty much every league Uh, speed was there in pretty Mm -hmm. much every league, but just didn't leave and didn't leave the draft with uh, enough of those four category offensive anchors and I mean I it's kind of a, an accomplishment like to have like I, I made you know I, I was profitable uh this year. Uh, maybe not if you break it down. I forget who um uh tweeted something to this effect last night but like it, it probably breaks down to about a, a, dollar, about a day. An dollar an hour. <laughs> but, yeah
2: I think it was but, Corbin who put it who posted that. I was like yeah that's about right.
1: But um you know profit having a profitable year with Zero Aaron Judge shares on any of my teams. I feel like is an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I agree, but like, you know, looking ahead to to next year, like, you know, I loved Austin Riley, but I oh, only dude, ended up with him. James,
2: you loved places. James, you loved Austin Riley five years ago. You said we got to get Austin Riley. I was like, really? You said he's gonna be a stud. A stud remember, and then we drafted him, I think, in like the ninth, well, we tenth took, round.
1: We took uh did we take him and Jordan Alvarez like in the yeah. M- yeah. no,
2: round. we traded for Jordan Alvarez. Oh, we traded we, 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 we traded, traded for Jordan Alvarez okay. uh late in that season, and then we had to flip Jordan. Uh, it's just sad. you know, these these dynasty yeah. trades, they live with you forever. But uh no, you had Austin Riley going from from before he was I mean. And I never trusted him. I never thought I'm, I've am i never been a Riley guy. Um, but I, in the back of my head, I've also always been, well, James loves him. James loves him. And so every time I saw him,
1: I'm like, good job, James. You had that one. Well, my, my point on Riley was, you know, and there's going to be players. Like, I mean, I liked Pete Alonzo this year. But, like, it's just not ending up with enough of those guys because of the fact that they weren't going to help with speed mm-hmm. is something I just have to get better at um because if if a guy's if you're confident a guy is going to have a monster year and they're going around later than they should which is how i would kind of describe riley or alonzo this past year then you have to just be willing to take that production and i mean if you're you have to <laughs> you have to be willing to go get the the speed you know later and speed i think um that's probably my biggest adjustment is like, I, I didn't take that much high uh, starting pitching. So that's not even that big of an adjustment. Um, but I just think there was way more speed on the wire this year. than. when there's going to
2: be more speed now. Right. Yep. There's going to be much more speed now because yep. of the change in the rules. So, but what did you do with the top four? Tell me what the top six picks were in the second place main event team. How did that go top six?
1: Um,
2: and what position were you in when you started it?
1: I'm gonna pull it up because um, I'm on the on a different computer here, um, but it'll just take take me a second. Um, so I did not regret taking early um, early speed in the first round, <laughs> but it was uh, the early speed in the other rounds that didn't work out great. All right, I almost got it pulled up. Um, what pick were you in this league? Five, four. (sighs) Um, we were, let's see. Gosh, this is terrible, terrible radio. Um, I'm going to head to, I'm going to head to a message from our sponsors here and then I'll hopefully have that pulled up.
0: We're driven by the search for better.
1: So Rare MLB is an NFT-based free-to-play baseball game played with officially licensed Major League Baseball cards. Sign up today at SoRare.com slash MLB and you'll receive 13 common cards to start your collection. Build seven-player lineups from cards in your collection and play weekly competitions with scoring based on real-life player performance. Compete for rewards with other fans around the world for more information on gameplay and to sign up, visit SoRare.com slash MLB. There's no better time to join SoRare.com then ahead of their postseason gameplay. So, um, I remember it was, it was bets. And then we had, we took Luis Robert, I think, with our second pick.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Jordan pick Romano it
1: was like our, I, we, I think we were picking 14th. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, I think it was, uh, it was just one of those years where we just, we didn't leave the draft with enough. uh, That's the, it's the Jordan Romano home runs.
2: It's the Jordan Romano pick. Like, I just don't know that I, I, and great players were doing it. Right. And I think I don't, I don't
1: regret the Jordan Romano pick.
2: Yeah. But the, the issue I have is the saves. I don't know if I like early saves like that. And Romano's awesome. Romano is brilliant, but I, I argue I think that's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, everyone was so concerned about saves and especially this particular season, because it was like, are you gonna, you know, we don't know. We didn't, we didn't have the regular spring training. And so it was like the the top 10 guys were the guys. And if you didn't get one of those guys, you were screwed. But so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We,
1: you know, the, the Robert pick was bad. Um, jazz Chisholm in the fifth, you know, he got yeah. hurt. That's just her. Um, but, uh, I mean we got uh Nestor and Lodolo super late in Oof, this league. That's good, um, man. But yeah, just not enough like didn't hit on any of the sort of like Goldschmidt, Judge, yeah, Riley types kind of in round three, four.
2: Yeah, um, and also the, the the uh so you came in second place. So it's not like you it's not like you came in ninth or fourteenth place with this team mm-hmm. and you lost you know, freaking Louis Ro- Louis Rob Robert. Ro- Robert <laughs> I mean, Ro- he was.
1: I would I would have preferred him to just have a season ending injury in in May, honestly. Uh, yeah, just he such a headache all season long.
2: I, I just I was out on that on that player just because I don't trust that he would stay healthy. Like it just didn't feel it's so much of it is is risk assessment. Sorry, that's my little Ariel Cohen. But yeah, again, gotta be mindful of risk. Can't can't take risk risk players. And that's uh, Louis Robert has that jazz chisel, and that's just bad luck, right? I, I don't mind that start because if you had a full season from Jazz and you had a full season from Louis Robert with everything else that you had going on, you're winning that league. It's not even close, you know. So, so much of this is we oh, got very fortunate.
1: Well, you know want to know, uh, just a really super random like way that Todd and I were looking at our season. So, we came in second in our main, second in our OC, and then uh, fifth in our other main um if and we had Royce Lewis on all three teams mm. if if Royce Lewis just doesn't get injured I think we win both of those leagues yeah that we came second in and Royce Lewis is just such a forgotten man at this point right but like
2: where we, can I ask you just a sidebar for a question for for a minute on in terms of Royce Lewis I Steve Gardner and I play in the XFL we have Royce Lewis being able to be kept on a, on a, I always call you about big trades. Thank you again for Julio Rodriguez. It's because of you that that trade went through when I, I don't think I mentioned this on the show in April, but I did mention it on my show. Uh, we made a trade with Tristan Cockroft and Eric Carabell. I was driving home from Washington DC in November and we were trying to make a trade to get Julio Rodriguez And I call and I was like piling on all of these assets to Tristan and Eric trying to get it done. And we couldn't quite do it. We couldn't quite do it. And he was like, not quite. And so I just call James Anderson on the phone and I say, James, um, so we're in talks to trade for Julio Rodriguez. That's cool. All right. So here's my question for you. I need a comp. Give me a comp on Julio Rodriguez. like, And not like, you know, just give me like an honest comp. I don't need ceiling. I just want like, what's the comp? He pauses for about five seconds and he goes, he says, uh, Juan Soto. And I went, what? I'm literally driving in the car. He goes, it's Juan Soto. That's my comp. And I went, are you kidding? Are you kidding? I said, not the ceiling. I just want like the comp. Juan Soto. i sorry. Right, I got to go. I call, <laughs> call Tristan and I'm like, uh, all right. So what else do you need here? You want that second round pick? Uh, <laughs> He's like, yeah, I need the second round pick. If we're gonna, I said, okay, you got the second round pick. We'll we'll do it. And now we have Julio Rodriguez for the next 12 years in that league, which is very, very awesome. So thank you, James. Um, and you were dead right. And I thought you were crazy, but I said if James says it, then it's true. And James and Julio Rodriguez is is top top on my dynasty list right now, number one on my dynasty list. Royce Lewis, you've had him anywhere from number two on your prospect list at the beginning of the season. He was at number two. Uh, at some point, when he first was getting ready to come up, and then when he came up, he was at number two. Did he even go to number one for a minute?
1: No, he's he hasn't been at one. But um, He was
2: at two, right? Am I right about that?
1: He was at two after he was in the majors, and for like, a week it, and- it was trans, right? Like so, um, like I, I was bullish on him having a a nice rebound if he if he made it all the way back healthy and he did obviously i mean he was playing great and so like that was all i needed to see to to push him up to, to number two um was
2: carol one at that time did you have carol yeah one? yeah that yeah. makes sense that's right
1: um so yeah lewis was two in in late may um mm-hmm. his, his on rotowire you can see like a player's prospect ranking history and his ranking history is just uh Ridiculous. It's just a straight line of being basically the fifth to 12th best prospect from February, 2018 till that injury. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then he got back up there, obviously. And now I've I've got him at 14 on my latest update.
2: Okay. So you have him at 14. Um, you have him at 14. So we, well, then it's a no brainer it's not just a no brainer keeper, but it's a no brainer. Like you think he comes back. What is Royce Lewis? He's going to come back probably in May or June of next year. You'd have to think he's going to go back down. He's going to fully recover by April is what I think I had. I think I read. Then he's going to have to go back down, do it again for a couple of minutes. And then he comes back up. And then who is he? Who, what is, here we go. What is the comp for Royce Lewis?
1: Well, I don't have any um, real concerns about, like, I think what he showed us in the majors is just what he is. Wow. Um, really? But I just, my main concern is just that he re injures the knee after he comes back. Like, sure. I think I don't, I don't think there's performance risk here. Um, okay. So let's
2: take out the injury for a minute. We're taking yeah. out the injury Royce Lewis. It's 2026. Royce Lewis's knee is fully healed. There hasn't been a question. We've taken away the injury risk on Royce Lewis. What is his comp? Um what, I, what I've is always he he, what he's always play?
1: reminded me of of Mookie Betts for fantasy, just but not with that type of OBP. Um like Betts always had those mm-hmm. uh you know, he would have just crazy K to walk rates where he was just walking 11% of the time, checking out. of the time like that's that's not Royce Lewis Um, so almost almost sort of like a a Tim Anderson Mookie Betts type of blend Mm -hmm. Um, so like I just position
2: what position will he be playing
1: that's I mean I think shortstop I mean they just they don't have a shortstop Uh,
2: Correa what if Correa comes
1: back I don't think they I don't think he's coming back (laughs) i'd love to i'd love to get your thoughts on um did you see like correa's uh quote about being a free agent and no i didn't
2: see it what (laughs) did he say what's the Um, gist
1: well he basically he said that he's the product um when he walks into the dior store at the mall he just buys what he wants for whatever they're asking for it and he thinks that that's what he is and that uh that the twins or whoever need to just meet his asking price. Yeah. Um, All right. It was just, it was a quote. Like if if you watch the video, I, I guarantee you, you would have an opinion on it. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, you know, I'll
2: try to catch that before, uh, before under the radar and I'll, I'll try to get it, get a vibe on it. But like, I just, I don't,
1: I don't see that. I like, I think he's looking for a huge payday and I don't see the twins. Like, Going in that direction personally yeah i don't I,
2: and he's just not that he's actually a good defender man he's got a good guy's got a great arm he's a he's a better he's a better baseball player than he has fantasy baseball player that's for sure um i, I want to ask you about one other prospect before we get into other stuff uh jackson churio so he goes okay. from he's he's you you created in my head jackson churio and just the whole world went nuts on june something and everyone's like, raw, 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 Jackson, Churio, Churio," And it was just insane. Then he goes up to double A and he struggles, right? But what is your comp? Give me your comp on Jackson, Churio moving forward in baseball. How soon does he arrive? Is he, he's the up in 2023, 2024. I'd like, I'd like to hear when he comes up and who's your comp? What's your comp?
1: You know, I, I am going to disappoint you here. I, I've really struggled to come up with a, a Churio comp. Um, it's uh, and I know you're doing XFL prep here because uh, yep. I, I think I saw some, I think it was Todd, Todd Zola, um, tweeting about how Churio is is essentially like the best prospect that's been available in the XFL draft. Um, and we in traded a while most of the time, those guys are. if you're going to be a top five top ten prospect you're already rostered right and we
2: traded jeff erickson steve gardner and i traded jeff uh carlos correa in may for his first round pick because jeff was going for the championship so we got the first pick in the draft so and just by a skin of our teeth jeff came in second uh, which was impressive but so now it's about jackson churio or jackson holiday there's a couple of other guys, but Churio was, it's it's the Churio. I mean, to me, it's Churio. So you're not, you're not as excited about Churio as, as you, as. No,
1: I, I am. I just am kind of, I don't have a, I don't have a good count for you. All right. I I just think he's so, it's just such a wide range of kind of um, like, is I could see him developing into just this like 35 Homer guy who. Maybe How many stolen bases? Steal. I just I don't know, man. Like he has enough speed to steal 30 bases. He might do enough damage that he kind of turns more into like a power hitter. Mm-hmm. I it's just, you know, when you're talking about a like he's 18 and a half right now. Like he's in between his 18th and 19th birthdays. And it's just to me, there's just so much All right. unknown well. with him, right?
2: I'll tell you what I, I, unless we trade that pick, I Jackson Trurio is going to be on our team to go with uh, Adley Rutschman and Corbin Carroll. And,
1: uh, um, yeah, it's, it's a no brainer pick.
2: Okay. Yeah. That, I guess that that's really, yeah. that's really at the end of the day, my question. And, but then I just want to ask you quickly about one other player in that system. What about a story of Ruiz? I mean, the numbers are eye popping, man, mm-hmm. 70 stolen bases in the minors. 75 stolen bases. Uh, 25 30 home runs uh you know is it is what what are we supposed to do with that and then and then he he gets traded to milwaukee and there was one day like one doubleheader he stole five bases or five bases in one game and hit a home run or something it's like this is is this a fantasy absolute difference maker or is the hit tool because i know you're the hit tool man is the hit tool just not good enough to for it to play or for him to play
1: uh i think I think the hit tool is fine. Um, I just, the power output in the big leagues is very much up for debate. Like he could be, he could just be like a eight Homer type of guy who hits ninth Um, or he could be a 15 Homer guy who hits first.
2: But I I mean, Bubba Thompson. So Bubba Thompson, how do you, how do you measure this? Bubba Thompson, who Nando DeFino,
0: hey, Nando DeFino here,
2: was killing about in April. This guy, Bubba Thompson, guys, Bubba Thompson, right? And then Bubba Thompson has a remarkable minor league season. Steals 40 bases in the minors. Hits, what did he hit? Like 28 home runs? Am I
1: crazy? Isn't that what he had? Like He had 13 homers at AAA.
2: 13 homers. Okay, I'm sorry. Then it was it was like half the season he had 13. So I was thinking like 26, 27 homers over the course of the full season. Comes up to the majors. I don't think – maybe hit one, maybe two. Yep. But won't that come with time? Won't that come with age in terms of dynasty assets?
1: Bubba, Bubba Thompson's not without power. Um, He has plenty of raw power. Uh, I just – I'm more upset at uh, Bubba Thompson's um, fantasy utility probably this year than any other players, because I just think he had absolutely no business being as productive as he was in the majors. Um, and I am going to be fading the crap out of him next year. But um, I also was fading Jorge Mateo this year. And I was, fading Cedric Collins the year before. So like you know. I'd, that's just kind of my. It, maybe it's a blind spot, um, but I just like Estur Ruiz. I am extremely confident that he is a full grade better as a hitter than Bubba Thompson.
2: Gotcha. Okay, good to know. Good to know because he's another player that's on our, on our, on our, on our fence.
1: Um, so let's let's get to these uh, expert leagues here. Um, why don't we uh, start with the one we're both in? A O Labor. Huge congrats to Eno Saris. Uh, 115 points, I believe, out of 120 possible. Uh, Dude, you I, call, I called him
2: last night. I called him last night and I just said, I feel like um, Roger Bannister because last year I put up 110.5 and broke a record that had stood for, I don't know, 15 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. No one had ever done it. And I was like, hey, I've got a record that's going to last a good long time. Nope. Nino just destroyed, just had a remarkable season. Tip of the hat. Um, yeah, it was. It was a it ended up being a pretty good year. I'll, I'll take second place. Ended up with eighty nine points there. Yeah, um, you were
1: you were clear. You there was some separation between Eno and you, and there was some separation between you and uh, the rest of the field. So I think you you did a hell of a job. Um,
2: couldn't catch him know. though. Couldn't catch him. It was it was well really you
1: that, frustrating. that that league. I mean, if we're being honest, that league was just over after the auction, right?
2: You know that league was over after the first fab pickup that first fab pickup was unique because we had all these players and he picked up anthony rizzo for i don't know like 60 bucks or something and i didn't bid on anybody during that i really wanted to have control over fab for the rest of the season um that was a mistake on my part i think i think that i would have my team would have been better had i invested earlier in the season and just played small ball the rest of the way like most teams did but I didn't want to do that. I didn't end up doing that, but I ended up having more fab than I needed. Um, No, look, you know, put on a a brilliant performance and tip of the hat to him. Like I said, I called him last night on the phone and I was like, congrats, man, you, you, you blew us all away. And he did blew
1: us all away. And then you took down uh, an out, correct?
2: I did. And as we went into the final day, I uh, I gotta say that that was the one that that I was holding my breath on the most. Like that's the one that I think it was my first year in NL Tout. Fred Zinke left that league. I was lucky enough to get into that league this year. And I really wanted that. I really wanted that championship. Was great players in that league. is in that league. Phil Hertz, who Phil Hertz, Wilderman and Pryor, those two, the three of us were pretty much fighting for the championship all season long. Um I had some really had a good good auction in that. I, I felt really good at that auction after that auction. I was like, I think I can win with this team. Um and it was uh value, 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 man. And and really knowing I, I took three stars, which I don't typically do, but I got uh Freddie Freeman first for $35. I think I had him for 38. And at 35, I was like, I'm taking him. Then Manny Machado came up. And I got Manny Machado for $33. And I had him for 38. And I was like, I'm taking him. And then Mookie Betts, I got for $37. And I had him for 42 and then only. And I took him. So I had those three that really carried me. Then some some of the other good ones was Jesus Lazardo for like six, Jerks and Profar for three, Rowdy Telez for nine, Taiwan Walker for four. Um and then some misses that didn't didn't quite work out, but they they weren't expensive misses. Marcus Stroman for twelve was fine. Carlos Rodon for twenty was really good. Edwin Diaz for twenty one was really good. Um, but it was the pickups. I was able to pick up Daniel Bard in the first week, um, for like forty four dollars out of a thousand. And Spencer Strider picked up in April. Um, it, that same week that we picked him up in the main, which was just huge. It was just huge.
1: I mean, um, just, just getting Strider and Bard in an, in an only, uh, yeah. um, fab. I mean, that's it's a, it's a, hell of a,
2: and Tanner bubble. Scott and Tanner Scott. I got, uh, like just when he was just about to get the closer job, like just when he was taking it, it was like, it was like, you know, Flora was out and then Bender was going to be Bender, but then it looked to me like Scott was going to be the guy. So I got Scott and I got a big lead in saves, second to Michael Simeon in saves. So then I traded Bard, Kurt Cavalli and $45 fab to Tristan Cockroft for Michael Harris right soon after Harris came up because I needed the stolen bases and that's how I won the, that that was the that was the difference not just the Harris thing but just focusing Christopher Morel I also picked up in NL Tout which was really helpful for that run where he was so successful and added a lot of stolen bases but it really came down to stolen bases at the end and uh It was a a real battle. The the weird thing was at the end of the season, so Duceau and I were talking about the main event, and I was like, hey, can I ask you your advice on NL Tout? And he's like, sure, yeah. So we went over it, and he said to me, he said, you don't need wins. You're top of strikeouts. You're locked at wins. You really need to protect your ratios. I wouldn't start any starters for the next two weeks. And so I was just pulling. He was like, just be very selective with the starters you pick. Um, I could have ended up with a higher score, frankly, if I had pitched this week, Taiwan Walker, uh, who else was Jesus Lazardo? I sat this week who had a ridiculous week. Sean Maniah had a ridiculous week. Um, but I just wanted the win. I just wanted the win so bad. I really wanted that win. And I was really very grateful that it, it was a fight tip of the hat, especially to Phil Hurts, nicest guy. Um, but you know, it was, yeah, it was. Means in some ways means more than the main event to me,
1: frankly. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I should say I finished fifth in AO Labor, uh, finished third in uh, Tout Wars Draft and Hold. Props to Vlad Sedler for winning that one. He was in first for pretty much the whole season. Good player, um, man. nice guy too. You've won, so you've won Labor Tout, a main event, and Devils Rejects, uh, which you took down with Wilson Karaman this year um yeah. before you before you get into that team uh I think I was I think I was texting with Eno um he he, he basically said something to the effect of I just get depressed looking at uh Ian's roster and devil's rejects and I was like <laughs> yeah man I, I wouldn't recommend looking at that <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah uh Wilson and I I, I, I joined Wilson Caraman who Is one of my oldest friends. In this in this industry, and just a great guy. And we took on uh I, I joined him a couple of years ago, and it's been it's been a battle because our first year was 2020, so it was like not a real season. We ended up in I think fourth place out of 20 teams. Then last year we thought we had it, we thought we built a good enough team. We ended up in third, close to second. You know, Greg got first with 183, and then Luke had 180, and then we had 177. And I really was like, it was really making me mad. I was like, I "Can't win this league, freaking win!" Um, and so we really doubled down, and uh, and we and Greg had a Greg tore out of the season. Uh, but we had made some trades. I remember, oh James, this is huge. This is actually a big moment. I made a trade in 2020 with Tom Trudeau. With Tom, we traded him. Raphael Devers, he traded us, Aaron Judge, Frankie Montas, and Justin Turner, who then we flipped right before this season to Ian Riley, Justin Turner for Nate Low Lau. Lau, Nate Lowe, Lau, not Lowe, Nate Lowe, right before the season. I called you and I went, we just made this trade. He goes, yeah. And you said, yeah, I just saw. I said, what do you think? And I was waiting for you to go, great trade. And you said, I'll tell you this. If you win a championship in the next two or three years, it's a really good trade. If you don't win a championship in the next two or three years, you lose the trade. And I went, damn, really? And you're like, yeah. And I said, all right. And 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 I, and I got off the phone with you and I went, you're right. He's right. He's right because Devers is 23, Judge is 29, 28. That's five years of, you know, Montas, whatever. You know, Turner is going to help us for a minute. So we did. We won it this year. It's really, uh, it was really awesome. It was a really awesome feeling. And then everyone was celebrating and cheering. you know, last week on WhatsApp, you know, Luke reached out and said, Hey, congratulations, a dominating win. We were up to like 193 points out of 200. And then Greg just in the last week, we got really scared because Greg just started climbing. And all of a sudden we were up by like three points at one point over the weekend. And Wilson and I are just like, uh, this would suck but then it normalized uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So yeah, it's, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I have to say it's really pretty good. It was a, it was a really good feeling, really good feeling. And great to do with friends, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of partnering with your friends just you yeah. now James got Todd. So there's no time for me and James anymore, sadly. But, um, but partnering is just, it's just great fun because you get to enjoy the wins together. You know, that's part of the fun of it is like, just a little texting between each other, going, "Hey, look what we did!" and then hopping on the phone and being like, "Yep, that's what we did." It's just really fun. It's really, well, I think baseball is fun. I
1: mean, I think you got to find the you got to find the right um, kind of combination for for a good uh, partnership. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would have had as good a year this year if you'd been partnering with me instead of Rob Marshak, Uh, because I would have fought you on a lot of your biggest hits in the draft. So, like, I think it's it's. uh you want to have, you want to be really kind of aligned on a lot of the the majority of your your targets, right? Like you don't want to be, yeah. Like you take one, I'll take one. Like no, want to be want to be kind of. Really there has to be in. there
2: has to be a captain of the ship, and then someone who's there to say, "Captain, you you're messing this up. Rethink this." Um, I think that's fair. I think it's very fair. I think that's true. And I think but you and I were pretty good at that. We, 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 we were pretty good at that,
1: but well, it was, I think we were, um, we were a really good combo in, in dynasty because uh, I could just do the prospects and you could do the trades and that was all we really needed. But um,
2: I gotta tell you though, dynasty is, it's lost a little bit of the juice for me. It just has uh, the the redraft experience is so great. Still in that. Di- I mean, Devil's Rejects is a dynasty league, and it's going to be hard every year. Like you, you and Eno, your team is going to come back. You guys are growing the team. Eno's excited about it. You're excited about it. Uh, Greg is not going anywhere. Luke's not going anywhere. Trudeau's not going anywhere. Captain Spaulding's not going anywhere. Like everybody, there's just good teams. Jeff Pont, uh, Jeff Pontus is Pontus, right? Or is it Ponts? Ponts. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah. I- you know Ralph Lifshitz, that's uh,
1: mm-hmm. so the man. Um,
2: but anyway, it, it's just it was really yeah, it was really really fun. It was a really fun experience.
1: Yeah, Greg Greg Wellmeyer is a great player. Um, great player. He's he's taken me to the woodshed on some dynasty trades back in the day. Um, uh, I do want to before we sign off. I do want to congratulate uh, the Prospect Itch from Rasball for winning the the Highlander. Um, Smada was point five points behind him Ooh, in that tough. this year, so. Um, really close finish there. Uh, Ian, do you got anything else you want to mention uh, before we uh, turn our sights to
2: 2023? Uh, No, that's good. That's good. I mean, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a really good season. It was a really fun season. Uh, Rob and I also took down GDD this year, um, which is a really good league in New York with like Frankie Stample and, Eric Cardi, Ariel Cohen, or a team—they came in second. Uh, Dave Miller came in third. D.V.R. is in that league. Came in fourth. Frankie Stanfield, as I said, with his partner Greg, um, it's just a really strong uh, group. And and we we did take Judge, and we got uh, Julio Rodriguez for five bucks in the auction. And we're not going to get Julio Rodriguez for five bucks in the auction again in the for the rest of his career.
1: I would think. Um, I, don't, I don't think so.
2: No, no. So it was it was just it was it was and not perfect. Look, DL one. Rob and I were we'd won four out of the last five champions, and Cushing came back, and we were in the lead until Monday, two days ago. And then he passed us. He tied us on Tuesday and then won the league by two points on Wednesday. So a huge tip of the cap to like my old nemesis, uh, Alex Alex Cushing, who just had a baby, so I'm just so happy for him. and he's just a brilliant player. And he masterfully came back. He had no, you know, he. I was going to say he had no business winning that, but he did, and he did, and he earned it every step of it. So, you know, it's 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 a. It's a, it's a sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and sometimes it rains. Think about that.
1: Well, this has been a lot of fun. I uh, really enjoyed enjoyed uh, the the under the radar uh, pod this year. Um, that we don't get to chat on the phone as much as we used to, but it kind of feels like uh, at least I'm. It's nice to hear you once a week. Uh, hey,
2: man, same same feeling. Feeling is absolutely mutual. And maybe we'll do a draft champions just you and I this year, just for the fun of it. We'll just throw it together. So the problem is now that we compete against each other. I mean, now you're in nail labor and you're staying in AL labor, and you were great this year in AL labor. You you the 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 standings didn't show what a, what a strong job you did and. It's uh, next year. I I,
1: I finished in the right spot in the standings. I think uh, I did. I had some really good hits on the pitching side. Yes, uh, did kind of theme of my season, but uh, just didn't have, didn't deserve to finish higher than fifth, uh, given my offense. So, and I gotta, I gotta improve on Fab next year. I was kind of dead set on landing a second closer in Fab in that league and probably spent like 40% of my budget trying to do it. And, uh, should have just, I should have just plugged clay Holmes into my lineup, uh, second week of April instead of like last week of may. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I, I've got a lot of improving to do in that league. I'm really looking forward to, to taking it on, uh, next season. Uh, yeah
2: hey but but thank you for having listen man it's a it's an honor for me honestly i know people people really love and respect you for a very good reason and i'm i'm always honored to come on your show and uh it's really great so i appreciate you man and thank you to the listeners rotowire i had i loved my years at rotowire it was so much fun uh working with you working with clay working with jeff um working with derek at the time and now if you want to check us out uh at the at the athletic the athletic fantasy baseball network uh, the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I never get that right. Um, we are. Uh, we'll, you can catch us. We're on the Wednesday show typically. Just look and it says Ian Nando and Derek make a lot of loud noises at
1: each other, um, <laughs> but it's really fun. And uh, well, yeah, I it. Yeah, we've got a we've got a ton of crossover listeners. Uh, but if you're not listening to that pod, you definitely should be uh, the Athletic uh, Fantasy Baseball Show. Um, Ian does a great job. Always love chatting with you, man. Hopefully see you maybe in a, in a month, but maybe I, not. And no, nah, I think maybe... it's, I,
2: I, I'm doing what I can to, to make that happen. Um, I, I have a, uh, I have a, uh, a reservation right now. And so now it's just about making sure that I can come, but work is very crazy right now. And you're, it might be you're tough. super
1: busy and I yeah, a little really bit right now, you. really appreciate you taking the time for this, man. Um, hey, buddy. but we'll, we'll catch up soon one way or another. Yep.
2: Uh, I'll talk to you soon, and thanks again for having me on, man.
1: Yeah, uh, this has been the last uh, Prospect Podcast for a while. Uh, I will be uh, manning the helm for our off-season podcast again this this year, uh, but I'm going to be on vacation for a little bit here. Um, but look for those uh, either late October, or very early November, and then we'll be doing those once a week. Uh, thanks for everyone who listened to all season. Uh, really appreciate Ian Khan joining me for this. Uh, James Anderson, signing off for now.
2: See you. Thanks again, man.